Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the fundamental things that a government is responsible for is public safety. At the federal level, they take on the threats that are usually foreign. You know, military, CIA, ATF, these are all responsible for that. Uh, internally, minus the FBI, of course, uh, safety is provided for by the police. The police are usually funded and, and accountable at the state and local level. And we have really come a long way from a you know, small western town hiring one gunslinger to be the local sheriff and keep the peace, right? <laughs> but the idea is still the same, really. Police are there to keep order and enforce the law. Not all police officers are great at their jobs, though. And just like any profession, really, there are always the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, just like the, the teaching profession uh, attracts pedophiles because of their access to children, police departments attract those that crave the power um, that comes with the job oftentimes. Knowing this, though, the police system is set up to wash out those that are there for the, the wrong reasons, and uh, disciplinary action is taken for those that cross the line. I am all for holding a police officer accountable for when this happens, just like anyone else in any other profession. But I, I was also raised in a household where you were to have a healthy respect for the police. They were there to enforce the law and to keep people safe from those that would purposefully cause other har others harm. We were never to call them cops or pigs, as back then those were very derogatory terms. And if you did not want to, to be adversely affected by a police officer, then stay within the law <laughs> and uh, don't commit a crime. You didn't have to worry about you know a police officer uh, and, and the, the uh, negative end of a police officer, right? But in recent years, things have changed. Uh, no longer do kids want to come and become a police officer after watching Adam 12 or, or a CSI or Law and Order on TV. Now kids graffiti ACAB. All cops are, well, um, let's say born without fathers. <laughs> or just graffiti 1312, which you know signifies where those letters are found in the alphabet. Now there is a whole movement and belief that we don't need police officers, just maybe social workers. Cities like Portland have instituted programs like Portland Street Response, they call it, uh, a group of unarmed employees that are supposed to go and resolve uh, nonviolent situations instead uh, of the police. And in June of 2020, Portland uh, defunded their police department by $15 million. And a third of that, almost $5 million, went to create this new department. Oh, and and by the way, they only work 
Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> of course, because that's the only time when bad things happen, right? Portland also changed the name of their gang enforcement team to the Gun Violence Reduction Team because they were arresting too many blacks. And so obviously, you know, the, the gang uh, squad was racist, right? Because they're, they're disproportionately arresting blacks. Then last June, they actually did away with the team altogether. And this not only resulted uh, in trashing all the hard work over th- a 30-year period that the agency had done, all the inroads that they had made and, and things in, into the gang system, but they, they also removed the police from buses and their light rail system. Uh, it just, just, just boggles the mind. Much of the hatred for the police heightened after the Black Lives Matter movement uh, picked, started to pick up some steam. And uh, an article in the American Spectator, uh, Paul uh, Kengur uh, wrote, uh, kind of talks about that a little bit. Uh, he says it's, it's striking what has not been removed from the Black Lives Matter website. What has been retained is maybe the most outrageous element of the agenda. He said, we call for a national defunding of police, unquote. We call for a national defunding of police, candidly states Black Lives Matter, under the hashtag, hashtag defund the police. Quote, if you're with us, add your name to the petition and help us spread the word, unquote. That statement has not been scrubbed from their website, um, nor has this one, which is even more offensive, under the tab, what defunding the police really means. BLM leads with this awful stereotype of police officers. Quote, we know that police don't keep us safe, unquote. To repeat, (laughs) we know that police don't keep us safe. That's what Black Lives Matter says. That's a stunning and reckless assertion that angers police, including black police. It also angers black residents in communities who feel the police do keep them safe. It angers just about everyone, really. Ask about defund the police. David Clark, the former sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, a African-American, states uh, empathetically, quote, the biggest losers in all of this will be the poor black people in crime-ridden ghettos. The police are the only thing standing between them and violent criminal predators. And get this, he says, you'd have to loathe black people to do that to them, unquote. And yet, the likes of BLM, activist Mark, uh, Marxist um, Miski Noor is, is their name, uh, insists that when fellow activists say that they want to def- defund or even abolish the police, they, quote, 100% mean they want no more police. Likewise, others have doubled down on this. Quote, yes, we mean literally abolish the police, states the title of a June op-ed in the New York Times. 
or a piece in, in at Vox with a photo of a of a girl with a hammer and sickle T-shirt holding a sign that touts "Abolish the police." You know, we could go on and on with examples. I would. He states here. I was talking this week with a friend I've known since we were kids. He has been a police officer for twenty years. If he was called to a house with a BLM sign in the front yard, would he say, why did you call us when you support an organization that says we don't keep you safe? No, he would never say that. He would do his job. He would keep them safe. Morale, he says, is at an all-time low. And so I turned to an article by Larry Elder of BPR, And it says, asked by a news anchor why America has such difficulty in making change when it comes to violence and injustice done to black people, Representative Maxine Waters responded with this. Listen to this closely. Quote, the police, I think, really believe and in some ways are led to believe that their greatest challenge and their greatest chore is to keep, you know, black people in their place, unquote. That's Representative Maxine Waters. Keep black people in their place. Wow. It is, uh, it is relevant that many of our major cities have or had black police chiefs. Uh, it is relevant that many big city police departments increasingly reflect the racial diversity of the communities they protect and serve. Is it relevant that an increasing percentage of the nation's sworn police officers are officers of color, including the police chief of Minneapolis, where George Floyd died? According to the Washington Post, police departments across the country have become less overwhelmingly white since the 1990s. According to a study published by the Federal Bureau of Justice Statistics last fall, the agency's survey of police departments found that the share of white non-Hispanic police fell from 78.5% in 1997 to 71.5% in 2016. Irresponsible attacks against the supposedly systemically racist police by the politicians like Waters are in part responsible for the Ferguson effect. The phenomenon of cops pulling back from proactive policing for fear of accusations of engaging in systemic racism. In reaction to anti-police protests in Chicago in 2015, then Mayor uh, Rahm Emanuel said the city's police have gone fetal, as he called it. Emmanuel said, we have allowed our police departments to get fetal. I mean, to pull back and recoil. And it is having a direct consequence on what is happening within that city. They have pulled back from the activity to... um, to, to intercede into what's happening. They don't want to be 
a bad you know news story and 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 be a news story of themselves they don't want their career ended early and it's having an impact he later added officers themselves are telling me about how the news over the last 15 months impacted their instincts um you know do they stop or do they keep driving when i stop here is it going to be my career on the line Meanwhile, in Los Angeles County, Waters' home base, homicides during the first two months of this year, 2021, were up 186% compared to 2020, according to Fox News. When cops pull back from proactive uh, policing, crime goes up. By teaching young blacks that cops hate them, Why would a young black man comply when pulled over by a systemically racist cop? And this failure to comply can turn a traffic stop into something deadly. Waters' rhetoric has led to an increase in homicides in America's cities, where the majority of victims are the very people of color that she claims to care so deeply about. Here's an example of of what I'm talking about when it comes to this vile hatred of all police officers. What you're about to hear is a traffic stop by a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy. He is wearing his own body cam because he has not yet been assigned a police-issued one. And he is stopping a black female driving a very nice white Mercedes for texting as she drives. Take a listen. The limit is 40 and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are me? correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a be murderer. A, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you have a, Do you have your driver's license? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you had that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, Sure. Jake? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, if here you, you stop, go, Stop murderer. shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because man. you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, iPad, you, you, I'll tell you what, you keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? so. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need is just get your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Hey, good man. Sign inside for the red box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. 
You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. This guy deserves a medal for how he handled this situation. This gal later called internal affairs and filed a harassment complaint against this deputy of 14 years. Here is what the L.A. County Sheriff Alex uh, Villanueva said of his deputy and the incident. Listen to this. It's, uh, if you want to call all of the deputies murderers, unfortunately, you're doing the exact same thing which you're accusing other people of doing against your own kind, of being racist, of being bigots. You're exhibiting the exact same uh, issue. And it's no different. It works both ways. This is an example of the new attitude toward police. It's being taught by liberal teachers and professors, backed by liberal politicians, and fueled by activist Marxist organizations like BLM. So I turn to this article uh, from Michael Snyder, and it's, um, it was found in themostimportantnews.com. It says, the United States has never faced a more severe law enforcement crisis than it is facing right now. All over the nation, police officers are quitting in droves, and many of those jobs are going unfilled because of the difficulty in recruiting new applicants. Since the de- death of George Floyd, people Uh, Police officers have been uh, relentlessly demonized by the corporate media. Uh, Police budgets have been dramatically slashed in major cities all across the country. And many, um, you know, prominent politicians have publicly expressed disdain for their local law enforcement authorities. In such an environment, serving the community as a police officer is not an attractive option. And it makes perfect sense why so many officers have been throwing in the towel on their own promising careers. Exit interviews, um, you know, the, the, the statements that they make in their exit uh, interviews, um, these are not mandatory for police officers that leave the force uh, in Portland. And, and this obviously... This podcast originates near Portland, um, and and so you know it, th- this is not just a Portland thing though. This is happening all over. Uh, it's just one example though, um, and and if you take a look at some of these ex interviews um, of of the over one hundred that have left the Portland bureau here in about the last six months, uh, thirty one, even though they weren't mandatory, thirty one filled out these exit interview statements and the employees who turned in their badges or retired were brutally frank about the reasons for getting out. Uh, let, Let me read you one here. It says the community shows zero support. The city council are raging idiots. In addition to being stupid Additionally, the mayor and council ignore actual facts on crime and policing in favor of radical leftist and anarchist fantasy. What's worse is the Portland uh, Police Bureau uh, command, lieutenant and above, is arrogantly incompetent and cowardly. One retiring detective wrote this. I mean, he, he obviously... 
is not leaving anything on the table, right? He's telling you like it is. And he's able to do that here. Uh, he's no longer going to be employed by them. So he's going to tell you exactly what he, what he thinks. Uh, I, I can't understand why anyone would still want to be a police officer in Portland at this point or, or anywhere else, really. There has been endless civil unrest in the city for months on end. And, and most of the politicians are far left radicals that are clearly on the side of protesters. Uh, another officer that left the force stated that he ne- has never seen morale so low among the, the uh, officers. Uh, quote, what the city council has done to beat down the officers, willingness to do police work is unfathomable, he wrote. I have never seen morale so low. Officers leaving mid-career and sometimes sooner to go to other agencies. Officers retiring when they would have stayed longer if the situation were different. He said he knew it was time to go because he stopped looking forward to work that he once loved. Quote, it is no longer a fun place to work. There is no end in sight, and the negatives far exceed anything positive. Hate what Portland has become, he puts down. And he's not alone in hating what Portland has become. Uh, and, and again, this is, you know, I, I use Portland as, as an example, but this is not the only place. Um, you know, he look at Seattle, for instance, here in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle is another city that has seen over 100 officers leave. And those that have moved uh, on have, have also expressed very bitter feelings in their exit interviews. Over 175 pages of exit interviews from more than 100 uh, Seattle Police Department officers uh, stating their reasons for leaving their job. One, uh, uh, one cop wrote, I refuse to work for this socialist city council and their political agenda. It ultimately will destroy the fabric of this once fine city. Another outgoing officer cited an unwilling uh, un, uh, and unwinnable battle with the city council. It will be the downfall of the city of Seattle. Sometimes a politician, you know, a political decision uh, can prompt a mass exodus. More than 200 law enforcement officers across Colorado um, re- resigned or retired in the uh, just a few weeks after uh, their governor uh, enacted sweeping um, police reforms by signing Senate Bill 217 into law on June 19th. Now, the new law has striking implications that include officer personal uh, financial liability for their actions. Uh, so, I mean, you, you could devastate their family just over uh, over one incident. As, the, as police departments struggle to fill uh, scores of vacancies, crime rates have surged from coast to coast. According to, to CNN, homicide rates rose by an average of 33% in major U.S. cities in 2020. A 10% increase in one year would be a very much a cause for alarm. But a 33% increase in one year is absolutely catastrophic. But now, police officers are quitting in droves. And America is headed for a very, very uncertain future. I'm just telling you, I am so tired 
of hearing that there are those that are afraid to leave their house for fear that you know they'll be shot by a police officer. Uh, the scare tactics of the left are just simply out of control at this point, and they're really doing great harm to this country. Uh, I, you know, I, I can, I, I can see this is just one of those things that you can see coming down the tracks. It, it is one of those things that we need to turn around. If we cannot turn around this this anti-police uh, hatred. Uh, that just seems to to be permeating everything, and 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 it and it seems to be uh, something that's that's taught in the schools. It's it's something that it, we see on TV. Um, it, it is something that we it, that cannot stand because uh, there the 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 anarchy type of movement loves this type of thing, and we cannot allow this to continue. I would love to hear what you have to say. And, and, and I have to, let me, let me just, just end here by saying, you know, this podcast has come a long way from when it first began. And we are absolutely thrilled with the support that, that you are showing uh, this podcast. Just the other day, we had the very highest number of listeners uh, to, to the podcast that we've had in, in the whole time. It is growing. Uh, we, uh, we absolutely want to thank you uh, we are going to continue to do what we do, and that is to talk about the, these third rail subjects and tell it to you um, whether or not it, it, it sounds sweet or not. We're going to uh, seek after the truth. That's what we do here. And you can always support us. We have um, our website, UncommonSensePodcast.com, and you can go there. You can buy the merchandise. You can donate whatever you like to do to help out uh, with, with the, uh, the podcast continuing. And, uh, and, you know, again, we just thank you for your support, uh, in, in all the ways that you do. And thank you for listening. <laughs>